Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette for another bonus isolation episode. And today I'm really excited because we're having a chat with my friend and lovely client, Beck Miller from Health with Beck. Hey, Beck. Hey, Steph. Thanks for having me back. Yay. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I'm really excited because today we're going to chat a lot of things around, you know, like health, food, focus, and all of the things that are kind of important at the moment while we're stuck at home and probably staring into the fridge a lot. <laughs> so I'd love to I'd love to start if you could share like maybe a couple of tips around boredom eating cuz I know that's what a lot of people are dealing with at the moment. Absolutely. I have seen like from my membership with everyone in there and also from chatting to everyone on Instagram and doing some polls the biggest thing that everyone is faced <laughs> the biggest challenge that everyone's faced with right now is the boredom eating and the mindless snacking because I mean a lot of the (laughs) listeners here will have already worked from home uh so it's not a huge adjustment but I know that there will still be people that are used to going to offices and stuff not around the fridge as much so now you're at home everyone's just reaching for the fridge because of you know stress and boredom so if anyone's listening, you are not alone. <laughs> alone. <laughs> I'm seeing it a lot. So um, that's what I've been talking about a lot lately. So I'm really excited that you've asked that. And I will go through a few easy sort of top tips that can really help with it. So first of all, structure. Uh, and this, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, this will relate back to what we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in terms of focus and stuff. But if you start to create more structure in your day, if we're thinking of meals right now, uh, and you sort of have a rough kind of set time, you sort of have a plan with what you're going to be eating for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Maybe you have some healthy snacks made up in the freezer or something. If you have like the structure set with your meals, you know what you're having, you've always got that meal to look forward to. Um, then that actually in turn really helps with the mindless snacking because you're like, nope, I know I've got something coming up. I don't need to, you know, reach for extra food. I think that can really help. Uh, Another thing is to (laughs) go back to what I always say for everything, like every other aspect of health from weight loss to immunity to just everything is try to cut out added sugar because mm. when you're eating added sugar in food so things like you know the obvious chocolate lollies even pre-packaged foods uh, like some pasta sauces have it when you're eating that sugar that's actually feeding like the reward center in your brain and it makes you feel really good in the short term but in turn it sets up cravings and when you're craving sugar I'm sure everyone can relate to this oh yeah <laughs> relate to this at some point it's an addiction, like it's a, it's yeah. a powerful bloody addiction and it's not something to be taken lightly. Like it, it, it really is an addiction. So if you can kind of go, go cold turkey, maybe set it up as a challenge for yourself. 
cut sugar out and then in turn it will actually help with the mindless snacking because a lot of the mindless snacking happens from craving sugar. So they're two of the most powerful things you can do. But other things you can do is like um, like brush teeth, your meals can help you. Um, making sure you have, I mean, I'm sure we're all really busy, but when you're really working on a task that you're enjoying and you're loving and you really sort of get into the zone, that can help you from with mindless snacking as well. And you also want to like reduce stress because a lot of people stress. <laughs> yeah, why do we do that? Why is it that when we're stressed or emotional, we eat more? Well, so many reasons. I believe it goes back down to our childhood. So, you know, when we were kids, because a lot of your brain patterns are literally cemented before you turn like seven or eight. So when we were kids, I mum did it to me, like, you know, you'd be naughty, but if you were good, you'd get a lolly. Yep. You'd get rewarded with food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and food is a reward in our brains. And for most of us, that's how our parents brought us up. So unfortunately now, so many people deal with emotional and stress eating and it's it's so common. So it's about minimizing the stress, making yourself as happy as you can. And I'm so for this. Like I love talking about it because the less stressed you are and the happier you are, mm. the less you're going to want to turn to food to fill that void. Yeah, a hundred percent. But like, it's so much easier said than done at the moment to be less stressed. Oh, I know. I know. So, How do you cope with it? Like what, what are your stress management techniques? Okay. So at the moment I'm minimizing my news watching Mm. time so especially in the morning I get up I just I'm treating it like any other day so I'll get up I do an hour of emails kind of look at my day and plan a few things then I'll move my body I'm really 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 passionate about exercise in the morning um, Mm. because that is so powerful to bring your stress down to boost your productivity to make you feel calm to make you feel happy because you get your your release endorphins and so those two things really help. What else? Just uh, I really like to I put these earphones on that I've got. No one can see me, but it's definitely <laughs> the camera. Uh, and they just get me in the zone. I play yeah. focus, I play focus music. Um, I just Google it. I mean, I sorry, I search on Apple Music because I'm a one of those people. That's still You're a weird music. person with Apple Music. Like who does that? <laughs> Yes, I'm weird and a lot of But yeah, no, I, I have the same headphones. They're the Bose QC35 or whatever. The, the noise cancelling ones are amazing. And uh, like they were my saving grace when I was in a co-working space. But now even when I'm at home by myself, it blocks out the traffic. It just blocks out all of the background. It's great. It's so good. Oh, I thought they were amazing until like half an hour ago. There was a screaming baby upstairs and I was like... Stressor was going on, Rose <laughs> headphones weren't working. But, yeah, them, them plus um, focus music. So it's like instrumental and classical and weird things going on, but that really helps to keep your focus on, your stress down. Uh, and then another thing, I forget to do this too, but really stopping when you can and just remembering to breathe really deeply, so slowly and deeply into your stomach and that can really help to like bring your cortisol levels down, bring your stress levels down, cortisol, your stress hormone, and bring you, you know, back to the present moment. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. I love also just like grounding, like putting your feet flat on the floor and just like feeling that contact with the floor. I find that helps quite a lot as well. Absolutely. And just being present 
in the moment. You know, you can get so overwhelmed from all the things that are going on, but performing deep breathing, even using a, a meditation app. I've got one called Calm and it doesn't need to, a lot of people think of meditation as like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to do that. You know, I don't have time for that. But the app makes it really, really easy because you can get talked through meditations. You can literally just do it for five minutes. So yeah. five, 10, 15, you can choose your amount of time. And that really is powerful at reducing stress. So definitely that. And then also now that we've got a bit more, a little bit more time, I like to also add in like an afternoon walk. I know that you do yeah, this. Yeah, well. I do this as well. Yeah. It, um, it's so funny though because I'm used to working at home. Like my life hasn't changed that much. Yeah, neither. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I, I feel this as well though. I also feel like I have so much extra time. Yeah, but we don't. We do, but we don't. But I guess, I guess it's time that we would spend like driving. I don't know. Normally I would drive to the gym. So that's an extra half an hour, like an extra 15 minutes each way that would come out of my day. I would have catch-ups with friends in the evenings, whereas now I can just chill. So maybe, like, maybe we do actually have more time. I don't know. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So yeah, adding that afternoon walk in can just break it up as well and in turn reduce your stress. Also, just going for that walk or a quick run or whatever it is can massively kick you out of craving mindless snack, snacks. So if you ever get that kind of three o'clock craving and you can't stop eating, just get yourself outside, put your shoes on. Something that is really helping me though is staying in my exercise clothes all day because ah. it takes out one less thing to do from your day because if you get changed into like normal clothes, then it's just, it sounds silly, but it's an extra thing to do to put your sneakers on (laughs) and you don't go. So when you're in your sneakers, you just walk out the door, chuck a podcast on, chuck a song on, call a friend and get the steps in and then you'll feel so much better. Yeah, I agree. Um, And on the mindless eating, well, actually, no, not mindless eating, but if you actually really are like genuinely hungry, (laughs) but it's not a mealtime, what are some healthier snacks that people can you know, like not stockpile because we don't stockpile, but like, but like some healthier snacks that people can keep in their pantry. Yeah, love this. Okay, so nuts, all type of nuts. Uh, just be conscious with the portion here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have been known to eat like an entire packet of macadamias in one sitting, yes. <laughs> yeah. Or um, nut butter. We're both victims oh, to gosh. nut butter jar. Actually, I've got to tell – no, I've got to, my listeners have to know the funny story. So Beck actually can't keep tahini in her house. She has to keep it at her parents' house. Do they live down the road from you or like near you? Yeah, five minutes away. Yeah, so her parents live five minutes away. She has to keep the jar of tahini there. Like <laughs> – <laughs> it's not even peanut butter, it's tahini. <laughs> oh, it's like when you just dip it in the stevia afterwards and it makes it really sweet and yeah, it's danger zone for Beck. So if you guys, if the listeners have um own <laughs> food, just don't keep it at home, you know, just don't do it. Otherwise it's too hard to resist. Mm. Um so yeah, but things like uh nut butter and nuts are actually really awesome snacks if you have the right portion. Um, so something like 12 to 14 nuts is a good amount as a snack or like one big tablespoon of nut butter together with pe- perhaps a piece of whole fruit is good like an apple or one of my other favorite things and something that I always recommend people to eat is keeping bags of frozen berries in your freezer and having them with a few spoonfuls of Greek or coconut yogurt just natural so Yum. yeah and then you can also add a few nuts for crunch and a bit of cinnamon. And the good thing about 
uh, these snacks is, is that the nuts have like some healthy fats in them which really help to keep yourself full and your blood sugar stable. And if you add cinnamon as well, cinnamon is a really good blood sugar stabilising food. And the more stabilised your blood sugars are, the less cravings you get and also the better your focus can be and your energy levels. So they're two of my favourite things. Other things like uh, boiled eggs are really good snacks. Yeah. Um, like even like half an avocado with one egg, that's an awesome snack that would keep you full for so, so long. Um, what else? Oh, veggie sticks. You could have um, on Sundays. You could or just any day because I feel like every day is the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is a Sunday? <laughs> I know you could prep like, uh, you know, carrot and celery and cucumber sticks in like a Tupperware container in the fridge with some hummus. So about four tablespoons of hummus with some veggie sticks is a great snack. Dark chocolate if it's dark, so over 85%, a couple of pieces of that or even a piece of that with about 12 to 14 almonds. That's a really good snack. So, yeah, there are a few kind of snacks and they're all things that you can quite easily keep at home. Yeah, I love that. And then uh, you kind of touched on that a little bit, but like eating for focus, like what sort of foods should we be eating more of to keep our brain focused and fueled and performing at its best? And like, what should we be eating less of? Mm. So it goes down down to the same point. So you want to be sugar-free for sure. You want foods to be in their whole state as much as possible. So we don't want to be buying, you know, really packaged processed foods with a lot of additives in them. Try to think of things like for your... Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, try to have a source of vegetables with each one, especially lunch and dinner. Uh, So for lunch, you could have, you know, half the plate bulked up with salad or veggies from the night before. Now that it's getting colder as well, soups are becoming a bit more common. That's a great thing to have. Uh, Dinner, always have your veggies. So, And then have a really rich uh, source of protein with your meals too. So by that, I mean things like chicken. And chicken is really good for me too. It's all right. Tuna, tofu, tempeh, uh, you know, beef, lamb, pork, eggs, they're all really rich sources of protein. That's really important to have with each meal because mm. the protein keeps you really full, keeps your blood sugar stable, keeps your concentration high. Also a source of healthy fats with each of those meals. So that's things like avocado, olive oil, nuts, coconut oil, um, yeah, off the top of my head, they're sort of like the main ones. And, yeah, once again, avoiding chocolate and added sugars and stuff because they're just going to skyrocket your blood sugar levels. And also really try to avoid refined carbohydrates. So by refined, I mean highly processed, and they're your things like all your white carbohydrates, so your crackers. There's a few exceptions. I've got a blog on my website actually that explains some healthy crackers, but most crackers out there are kind of white. They will just also act like sugar in your body. So they'll digest really quickly, turn into sugar molecules and give you that sort of rapid spike with the resulting drop in blood sugar, which we really don't want. Um, Same with things like white bread and all of the refined carbs. So really try to focus on lots of veggies, rich protein sources, healthy fats, and just foods in their whole state. Sounds pretty easy. (laughs) When you put it like that, it sounds so easy. Uh, Okay, Beck, I would love to know 
like there's this misconception out there that eating healthy and eating all these whole foods and things has to be super expensive. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, it's definitely a misconception for sure. I think if you're now that we're actually cooking more at home, a lot of us will be, we can't, we're not allowed to go out for dinner. Yeah. So that's not going <laughs> to And going out for dinner is, you know, it's usually quite expensive. So now that we have to actually cook at home more, and we also are forced to go to the shops a little bit less. It means that we actually do need to plan ahead for our meals and kind of work out, okay, what am I going to be cooking for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Uh, maybe sort of making a meal plan can help. And if anyone needs help with meal plans, that's what I do. Um, but just knowing what you have actually helps you buy what you need. And in turn, you will be, you will actually be saving money and fresh whole foods, um, aren't actually as expensive as a lot of people think. It's definitely a misconception. And another thing, like if you want to buy frozen veggies and frozen berries and stuff, that's a cheap way of eating lots of veg too. And the nutritional quality in frozen vegetables is actually a lot of the time higher than fresh. So that's just something that's good for people to know. Yeah. And, you know, you can keep them stocked up in the freezer. You don't have to go to the supermarket more than once a week. That's perfect. Um, it's actually kind of funny though, because it's like, I think we took going out for dinners for granted until all of this happened. And I feel like now, even once things go back to normal or like as much normal, as normal as they can be, I feel like dinners is going to, dinners out are going to start to be like a treat and I'm going to enjoy them more than I used to. I think so. Yeah. 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 When I was in Brisbane with you only like three weeks ago or something. I know. And <laughs> how much has changed in three weeks? Like we went out for dinner. <laughs> it was, was crazy. Was, you had like three dinners out in a row or something. And yeah. It was just like second nature back then. But now people are forced to cook more. And I think that's a massive positive. I think there's a lot of positives that have come out from this. And all of our cooking skills are going to be stepped up a notch and we'll all be yes. I've been doing a lot of stress cooking. It's been great. Like it's funny though, because when I'm quite anxious, my appetite drops, but I also cook more. So I have all this food in the freezer now (laughs) and I'm like, there's nobody to eat it. It's great. (laughs) Um, And the painter, it's so good. (laughs) Um, Beck, I'd love to know because like, obviously, you know, I'm a fan of intermittent fasting um, and I, I, I like, I have so much more focus since I started doing it. I don't have breakfast now until after 12 o'clock most days. I have my MCT oil coffees as prescribed by you. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I'd love to know if you, or if you could please explain to my listeners, firstly, what intermittent fasting is and how they can start to maybe test that and use it as a tool to be more productive, get more focused, get more done. Yeah. Okay. Excited to talk about this because I'm actually on a fast myself right now. I didn't do one last week. I think it's because, I don't know, I just didn't. Some weeks I don't feel motivated for it. But this week it has reminded me how powerful it is for your concentration and your focus. Mm -hmm. So um, let's start with before anyone even wants to do an intermittent fast, the first step is definitely to make sure that you've already cut out sugar as best as you can because if you wake up in the morning and you try to not eat, which is what an intermittent fast is, and I'll explain that a bit more, 
uh, and you're fighting sugar cravings and your blood sugars are all over the place, you will, it'll actually make you feel dizzy and it will just be too hard to do. So I definitely recommend cutting out sugar and also cutting out, like really cutting down on your carbs first as well for at least one to two weeks. So that's why in my, I've got like a signature three-week plan that you've done, Steph, and I don't actually... I don't actually even introduce it to people until week three because their bodies are prepped by then. So if anyone's listening and they want to incorporate intermittent fasting, I really do recommend following a lower carb, totally sugar-free diet first and then gradually introducing the fasting. And there's a couple of different ways that you can fast. There's the way that you do, Steph. So that's the 16 and 8 method. So you sort of eat in like an eight-hour window of time. Then you, let's say you have dinner at 7 o'clock, you sleep and then you wouldn't, when you wake up, you don't eat until it's been 16 hours since that meal. So you'd be able to eat at like 11. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even count it now. Like at the moment, my eating patterns are so all over the place. Like um, I'm having dinner at 5 o'clock. I'm having lunch at like 1, dinner at 5. So I don't even know what that is, like a six-hour window maybe? <laughs> That's better. So the, the smaller the window gets, the better it actually is for you. But it's good for people when they're first starting to just even go for 14 hours, um, mm. and do 15 and then do 16, and your body actually gets gets used to it. And you can do, as long as you're still meeting your nutritional needs in that smaller window of time, you can kind of do that as much as you like, sort of, you know, five to six days a week. Or some other people like to do one 24-hour fast a week and then eat, eat normally on the other days. I find it so much harder. I've done, I think I've done it once or twice and it's just so hard. <laughs> I'm actually trying for one today, but that's only because I'm in a super weirdly motivated mood, which happens maybe like once a month. Um, yeah, and you find that it helps your concentration a lot, hey? Yep, yeah. especially when I get to, and I also had you at one o'clock, so... I feel like lunchtime is the hardest time because I love eating. I'm such a foodie. I'm such a foodie. So <laughs> I find it really hard at lunch, but I was like, I've got this with Steph at one and then, yeah, a busy afternoon. So I'm going to try. I'll see. But, yeah, that's another way you can do it. You can do one 24-hour fast a week. Otherwise, there's another form of fasting that I'm sure people have heard about and it's the two and five. So that's when you eat 500 calories a day for two days of the week and then the other five days is kind of like just a normal amount of eating for your weight maintenance level. And that would, that would vary from person to person. So um, yeah, they're the different types of intermittent fasting and what it is. And the reason it helps with clarity and focus is, and I'm going to try to explain this in sort of the most simple way that I can, but basically when you eat, let's say you have dinner, you go to sleep, within that 12 hours, your body is turning, first of all, the food into energy and then it burns through that. And then the second kind of source of energy that it turns to once it's burnt through that food is the energy stores in your body. So what it does is it goes to, first of all, it goes to your glycogen stores in your muscles and liver and your glycogen stores are your stores of glucose, um, which comes from the carbohydrates that you eat. So your muscles and liver have stores of these uh, ready, ready for you when there's no food around so that you can still function and breathe and do everything that we need to do as humans. Um, but then once those glycogen stores 
are depleted and they've used all of them up, then it's really clever because your body actually goes to your fat stores and it converts the fat into energy. And the byproduct of fat um, for energy is called ketones. So when your body is burning the glycogen into energy, that's producing glucose. Um, But when that's all gone, we're actually producing ketones. And when there's ketones in your blood, your brain loves ketones. Like they make you, number one, they actually reduce your appetite a little bit. They increase your metabolism a little bit. They make you feel alert and they make your brain focus really well. But because a lot of people are eating every three hours and, you know, never letting themselves get to that, like, you know, twelve hours of dinner, a lot of people actually don't get into that state. So it's a really, really good state to be in. And it comes from our, like back in the evolutionary days, like we didn't used to have food all the time. So when, you know, you go through periods of fasting and famine and when you're fasting, of course, you need to have the energy to go hunt, you know, the animal. So that's actually why you feel so good because our bodies are really smart. You know, we need the energy to go and hunt for food. So, yeah, that's kind of the science behind it in a nutshell because then it helps, it helps, um, it makes sense to people. Yeah, no, I love that. And then, okay, so now that you've like talked a little bit about ketones, can you talk a little bit about MCT coffees and how they work and what they are? (laughs) So um, MCT oils, are it stands for median chain triglycerides, and they come from coconut oil. And triglycerides are fatty acids. So most fats are long chain in length, but MCT oils from coconut oil are medium chain length and what that means is that they actually get metabolized differently to long chain fatty acids so they after you drink them after you consume them they actually go straight to your liver to your liver and the byproduct of them is ketones so it's kind of like a quick way to give your body ketones uh, and give you those you know effects even better if you have them in the morning in a fasted state it will just like get you into that kind of ketotic um, stage quicker. And that's why we feel so good on them. I'm, I'm honestly addicted to my morning coffee with them. Seriously. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm panicking because I'm about to run out. And yeah, like I was just saying to Beck before, before we hit record that the one I would normally order, they're not shipping to Australia anymore. So I have to go and get the not so good one, but that's okay. <laughs> It'll, just, it's, it'll you know the little things we appreciate so much more now that will be one yeah. Of- yeah oh Beck do you have any final tips or tricks or things that we need to know about you know staying healthy focused well nourished all of the all of the good things while we're quarantined yeah okay one of the, <laughs> one of the easiest things that we need to all remember to do is drink lots of water so yes yeah to keep um <laughs> Yeah, you're a, good, you're a good water drinker. I really like it. You need to just keep drinking water because that really helps to, number one, keep you full because when you're dehydrated, sometimes your body thinks you're hungry, so that can make you snack more. But when you keep drinking water, you keep yourself hydrated, it keeps you full and also um, your concentration and your energy levels up, which is what we all really want. Another thing is oh, just even though I know a lot of people would be struggling with this because I did last week, sleep really focus mm. on trying to get at least seven hours a night yeah it's tough at the moment i know because of all the stress around mm. um, 
And then another thing, and I always say this, everyone's so different, but to stay really focused and energized for work, I really, really love personally working in like blocks of time, sort of two hour blocks, for instance, and then giving yourself a reward at the end of that. So by reward, it could be your meal time or your walk around the block or um, even like cleaning your room, just something that isn't work so that you yeah. can kind of do it, smash it out, be like, yeah, I achieved that. And then you do something. And if you do that, that will really minimize stress and make you more productive. I just totally, totally believe in that. Uh, what else? Yeah, they're the main things I wanted to say. Yeah. I've already talked about exercise, eating whole foods, having the structure, um, listening yeah. to music. Yeah. You've given us so many great tips. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, because I feel like there's so many. But, like, yeah. and one of the most important things, too, for all of us business owners, because most people listening will be business owners, um, is to just continually keep reaching out to people for support because mm. we're all in this together and you're not alone. So whatever you're struggling with, someone else will be. And when you just get onto the phone with them, time it with a walk because that really helps. <laughs> yes. It makes the biggest difference to your day. It really does. But don't do what I did in the first week of isolation and book in like 20 Zoom calls and then wonder why I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I did that and I was like, why? Like, why am I so tired? Forgetting, of course, that I'm an introvert and that I don't actually get my energy from hanging out with other people. <laughs> but I was like, oh, you know, like, got to got to keep my social interaction up. So yeah, don't like. And I was saying this to you, yes, like last <laughs> week, that I was the most social I've ever been last week in isolation, um, <laughs> purely from number one, seeing some friends on their front front yards and going for walks, and yeah, secondly, just the Zoom calls and stuff and phone calls yeah. and just. So it's been nice. So yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Beck. So for our listeners who want to find out more about you and your three-week body reset plan, which by the way is amazing, like I've done it and I loved it, and the food actually tastes really good, and you don't get hungry. <laughs> where can they find? Yeah, where can they find you? Where can they find out more info about three-week body reset? Of course. So first of all, I'm on Instagram as Health with Beck with an underscore in between each word. And then I'm also on my website. So my website's healthwithbeck.com, which is nice and easy. I've actually just had a big refresh of it too. So I noticed that. It looks good. Yeah, thank you. And I've got a, um, yeah, people might like this. I've got a brand new recipe on there, which is awesome because everyone's baking at the moment. Um, and a new blog, which actually contains, it's called the, it's like an immune boosting blog and it contains a freebie that you can download with my most recommended pantry staples, which is really good at this time amazing thank you so much Beck. thank you for having me Steph I loved that